Thank you for choosing to listen to the sermons of the Ninth Avenue Church of Christ. We meet at 2309 9th Avenue in Haleyville, Alabama. And if you're ever in our area, we would love to have you as our guests. If you live in our area, we would love to study the Bible with you. You can call us anytime to study a Bible study or just to gain more information at 205-486-9247. Also visit our website, 9thAvenueCofC.com or check us out on Facebook by simply searching for 9th Avenue Church of Christ. Now we hope you'll join us for a study of God's Word as we seek to follow Him each and every day from the Ninth Avenue Church of Christ in Haleyville, Alabama. Tonight we are going to talk about three little words, but they are so important. Let that sink in. Three little words, but they are so important. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 37, For by the words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words... Thou shalt be condemned. And then Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 7, at a time to keep silence and a time to speak. Our first three words that we will look at this evening. I don't know. I don't know. We see that in everyday life, whether it be somebody asks you a question in school, at work. The answer is thrown up. I don't know. But tonight, with these, we're gonna look, we're gonna look spiritually. Now, I know everybody here, and I'm gonna ask you to do it. Pull them out. Who's got them? Who, who has one? I see that a lot of you tonight are actually using them as Bibles. So that plays into my point. You have a Bible with you everywhere you go. Whether it be the paperback Bible, or whether it be your cell phone, your tablet, your computer. We are glued to technology. We can't leave it. I promise you I have found that out. As you see, I have my laptop with me tonight. But when somebody walks up and they ask you, is baptism necessary for salvation? And you give the answer, I don't know. Really, we don't know. We have a Bible with us. You have the Scriptures. It's in black and white. The Bible tells us that unless you come into contact with Jesus Christ, there's no getting to heaven. You can't go any other way except through Christ. And the only way to go through Christ is through the death, burial, and resurrection. And we as Christians know that to be baptism. When someone asks you, is abortion a sin? I don't know. The Bible tells us that murder is a sin. Abortion is murder. It's no different than if I were to walk outside right now and shoot somebody. Murder is murder no matter how you look at it, it is murder. You cannot change that. The Bible, you have that with you. It tells you that. So you can't say, I don't know. With the new laws coming into play, when someone asks you, is homosexuality wrong? Well, in the book of Romans, we are told that it is abomination in the eyes of God. And you say, I don't know. You've got your Bible with you. You have the answer. You know. As Christians, there is no excuse 
for us to say, I don't know. If you don't know the answer, open your Bible up. It's there. It's in black and white. You have the answer. You have the luxury that Christians before didn't have. You can say, hey Siri, what does the Bible say about this? Or you can get on there and you can type it. You have that luxury. You have that power at the tip of your fingers. There's no excuse to say, I don't know. Second, I love you. I love you. I love this congregation. This is my church family and always will be my church family. But we have diluted I love you to the point that it is meaningless. We say I love you to everything. We say I love you to food. We say I love you to little children. Husbands and wives say I love you. There's so many different types of love now that do we as Christians truly know what love is. When you say I love you, do you know what you are saying? A wonderful example as Christians is the crucifixion of Christ. Through everything that Christ went through, through the beating, through the mocking, through the scourgings, to being hung upon that cross. He cried out on that cross, forgive them for they know not what they do. At any point in time, Christ could have said, enough is enough. Get me down, I'm done, destroy the world. And the angels would have come and taken Christ down and saved Him. Christ showed us love upon the cross. He showed us what true love is. He walked this world, took everything we threw at Him, yet He still carried through with the plan of God. That is love. When a Christian, when we say, I love you, we should say, I love you with the heart and mindset that Christ had for us when He carried through with the plan of God. Number three. And I know when I say this, it is the hardest thing to say. I was wrong. Now, I know it's hard to say. If you don't believe me, ask mom and dad. I have to say I was wrong quite frequently. I don't know it all. I have realized in my 19, almost 20 years, that mom and dad are quite smarter than what I thought they were. I was wrong is hard for us to say. But brothers and sisters, let me tell you something. If we don't admit that we were wrong when we sinned, if we don't take and admit that, we'll hear more than three words come judgment. We'll hear the words that no, no Christian wants to hear. Depart thy vile and wicked servant, for I never knew you. If you can't admit that you were wrong, God can't forgive you. God can't continue to give you that love. You, you go back to your vomit as the dog or return to the mud as the sow would. If you don't, okay, I'm going to have to stop moving my hands so much. If you don't take and admit that you are wrong, you are making it as if you are God yourself. That you can do no evil. Let me tell you something. There is only one man to walk the world that never sinned. And that was God in human form. That was Jesus Christ. His Son was the only one. We all mess up. We are all wrong every single day. There is not a day that goes by that we do not mess up. We have to be willing to admit that. 
Fourth, I don't agree. I don't agree. So many times Christians will take and argue and argue and argue with other denominations. That does absolutely nothing. That solves absolutely nothing. That fixes absolutely nothing. I can sit here and argue with this wall until my face turns red. Don't believe me, ask me to do it. I can argue with the best of them. But arguing does nothing. At some point in time, you have to say, I don't agree. When you tell somebody you don't agree with them, more than likely and most of the time, they go and they look and they start searching for the answer to see if they were wrong. To look at it. And it gives you an opportunity to calm down. It gives you that opportunity not to go into it and argue for the sake of arguing. Because it fixes nothing. You have to sometimes say, I don't agree. And as Christians, we have to say that a lot. Especially in the society that we live in today. Fifth, we're going to look at three words that we as Christians all need to say on a daily basis. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. On the cross, Jesus cried out, Forgive them for they know not what they do. We as Christians fall short every day. We as Christians can never repay the debt that Christ paid for us. We have to ask constantly for forgiveness because we are human. We are creatures of sin. It's the cold hard truth about it. There's no way to look at it and say, well, I don't sin every day. By thinking that you are sinning. By thinking that you are thinking that you are above sin. None of us are. None of us will ever be above sin. We will all fall short. But if we can't ask for forgiveness, and we don't ask for forgiveness, what do we have to look forward to come eternity? Christ gave us the avenue. Christ gave us a way through His death, burial, and resurrection to have forgiveness. But if we don't ask for it, He's not just going to willingly give it. He's not just going to be like, well, so-and-so is a good person, so I forgive them. If you don't ask for it and you don't turn away from it, it's meaningless. You're still lost to sin. Finally, and the point that we will stay on the most, may I help? May I help? This one's pointed straight at us. There's no pointing fingers anywhere else. There's no fingers pointing. When you point your finger at somebody, always remember, four more are pointing back at yourself. We as Christians and as a church and whole have fallen away from the mindset of helping others. You look around at a nation today and nobody wants to help. Everybody wants to fight. Everybody wants to point fingers and blame. The Bible tells us that we are to help one another. It's not me, myself, and I against the world. It's not I'm going to worry about myself and I'm going to get myself to heaven no matter if it takes and causes my brother or sister to not make it. If you have the opportunity, you are to help. And we as Christians have fallen short on that. 
Look at the laws that are being placed on this nation. Homosexuality has become, a, has become legal. Abortion is legal in some states up until and even in some after the baby has been delivered, that child can be killed. We as Christians have let that go far, far out of control because we didn't help. We didn't stand up when we had the opportunity. We didn't use the voice that God gave us. Ecclesiastes tells us there is a time for silence. But the last part of that, there is also a time to speak. We stayed silent in a time when we should have spoke up. When we as Christians should have used the voice that we have to say, hey, whoa, this is wrong. This nation wasn't built for that. This nation was built upon God. This nation was founded for religion, on freedom of religion. This nation was founded on God. Our money says in God we trust. In the Pledge of Allegiance, it says one nation under God. Brothers and sisters, we are far from one nation under God. That is the cold hard truth. You look at this nation, you look at this world today. We have failed. We have fallen short of the job that Christ gave us. It is our job to plant the seed. But the Bible also says, go into all the world and spread the gospel to each and every living creature. I understand mission works are great and wonderful. I understand that. But this nation is crying out for help. This nation needs help. We can't focus everything we have overseas. We can't focus everything we have thousands and thousands and thousands of miles away. We have to focus something here in our own backyard. We have to focus something here in small town Haleville. We have to focus something in the state of Alabama. We have to work. And work is hard. But that's what a Christian has to do. A Christian cannot stay silent when it is time to speak. We cannot reject the call for help. Tonight, I ask you one thing. May the church help you. That is the church's job. That is what I fell in love with. You have wonderful elders and deacons here that are willing to help you in any way that they can. Whether it takes hours of them sitting there and you crying and talking to them, or whether it's to baptize you, to make you part of a family. You have a wonderful congregation here. Let the congregation help. Don't fight among each other. Don't don't have bickerings back and forth. Be one. There is something that we can learn from Adolf Hitler. I know you think I'm crazy for even saying that name. Germany 
was this close to ruling the world. You want to know why? Because united, you prevail. Divided, you fail. The church is one body. Divided, we cannot do anything. We will fail every single time. If we don't help each other, if we don't stand together, if we don't work together, we fail. We fall deeper and deeper into a hole that we need to try to climb out of. Tonight is the opportunity to take the first step out of that hole. To start working back to where Christians need to stand. On the front line. Not in a ditch somewhere. If the church can help you, let us help. Don't grip the back of the pew. Don't let your knuckles turn white tonight. We love you. We care for you. And there's nothing we won't do for each other. If there's anything this congregation can do for you, whether it be prayers for encouragement, or whether it be to baptize you to become part of the family, to stand as one, to help, to love, to be forgiving and to know where your eternity lies. Don't walk out these doors tonight knowing that you are in the wrong. Not knowing where your eternity lies. Because brothers and sisters, we're not promised tomorrow. The Bible tells us that Jesus will come as a thief in the night. No one knows when and no one knows where. Don't let tomorrow be when He comes. Don't let tomorrow be no more. Because we're not promised it. Fix it tonight when you know you have the opportunity.